Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Today is a little couch episode, but it's not my couch. I'm here at Motif Saratoga with Kennedy Taylor. She's my co-host today. And today's show is brought to you by my friends, my dear friends at Hoffman Car Wash. If you are not an unlimited girl in an unlimited world, you are missing out on an unlimited life. I just got the inside of my car cleaned for the first time in a long time while I'm still doing a 90-day dry spell. So updates to come on that. But if you are not in the Hoffman world, get with it. Kennedy, are you with the Hoffman? Are you an unlimited girl? Of course you I are. am. Of course I am. Oh my God. And she's not just saying that for the camera. I no, knew you would be a good never. co-host You today. have to be. You have to be. It is the most freeing feeling. And I've talked about it on this show, but I have... My car got hit. It was actually the day, wow, this is a weird little full circle moment. So the day that you had your opening party was the day that I was at a casual brunch at the Saratoga Winery and my car got hit. So I didn't make it to your party because I was just a whirlwind. I had another event that night and that's probably sounds like a horrible excuse to miss somebody's grand opening of their business, but I did send my mom in, uh, in exchange for my presence. Yeah, she was great. And now she loves you and she loves your boyfriend. Yeah, um, she well, partied hardy with him. She did. She's she's always up for a good time. So she's seen this space before, but that was the reason why I didn't come to the party. And it's still haunting me because when I got my car back in the beginning of this year, so that'll tell you how long I was without my car, wow. they told me that I couldn't get a car wash for 90 days. Ugh. And as much as I love Hoffman, I have abided to that. And I have never been dry from anything like for that long. And the car wash could be the hardest of all the things I would have to abstain from in my life. Yeah. So there's going to be a big coming out party for me on, I think it's going to be April 7th is three months. Amazing. Yeah. I need an invite. You need an invite to my coming out party for being an unlimited girl in an unlimited world. Um, I want to do a quick nobody asked me. Kind of relates to what we might talk about today, but kind of not. But then I'm going to ask you to do one. So get ready, okay? Cool. All right. Here, here's how it goes. I know nobody asked me. I keep finding, like, really random, gross shit in my sink. And I live with men, but, like, I can't detect what it is I'm finding in my sink. Like, today I just found, like, like round, like, little round, like, balls. Like, it mm. wasn't, like, I don't know what it was. And I, I've decided today that I think sinks are low-key one of, like, the grossest Oh, surfaces. absolutely. Like, they're disgusting. they're disgusting. Yeah. And I do everything in my power to clean them. And maybe they're a design element in your world, but for me, they are a, a, a horror show at the at this exact moment. Yeah, and there's not really much way to make them better. You can't make them sinks cute. Sinks or sinks. Sinks or sinks. They're disgusting, and whoever is putting random stuff in my sink, we need to have a talk. Well, they do say our mouths are dirtier than dogs' mouths, so I'm sure that those sinks yeah, that, are Yeah, I actually gross. heard another something really crazy about what was dirty. Um, oh God, now I can't remember what it was. It was on the Today Show. It was something that would seem really harmless, and it wasn't like your phone or something, but... Um, God damn, I don't remember what it was, but it was really gross. All right, now you try. All right. Um, you got to say nobody asked me but first. Just so All right, know. nobody asked me but. Okay, there you go. Uh, let's talk about the gray and white house trend. Like everything being gray and white. Inside you know? the house? Yeah. I can't What's stand with it? it? I can't stand it. It's uninspiring? Well, it's just, it, it, it had such a moment for like a decade now, you know, and it's it was great. Everybody did their houses in gray and white because before that, Everybody remembers kind of that Tuscan mm, kitchen trend mm-hmm. that like all of our mothers had, mm-hmm. you know, so I think everybody wanted to kind of get away from mm-hmm. the dark woods and the color. And so they went for this kind of more minimal thing, but it's so bland. You're you know? over it. We need a little color. 
I love color. I just painted my bedroom pink yesterday. Ooh. ooh I know. We're going to need to see pictures of that. Don't hate me. I, I'm actually nervous. I haven't told anybody. You're the I'm first person girl. I've told. I you are? It. Oh, my God, yeah. I feel like your style, like your personal style wouldn't tell me that. Oh, no. No, no, no. I love color. My old apartment, my whole foyer was pink. Really? Oh, yeah. Lip to tip. Oh, is she doing it? She's not doing Am I it. Good? There we go. That's better. Um, yeah, so I painted it yesterday with my crew. My my mom. She's my uh she's everything. Like she I'm her assistant. Oh. Uh you you have one here we just met. My yep. mom uh uses me as an assistant when we paint because if people follow this show and they follow me, they know I'm a DIY girl. You oh, know, yeah. I have to, especially with painting. Like if I had the budget, trust me, come in and paint the whole thing. Well, with what everything costs these days, you have to be a DIY girl. And I like quick fixes, but mm-hmm. I need it so quick. I need it the same day. So my bedroom is very uninspiring. It's not a primary. It's just a regular. I have a ranch and I was looking through the Benjamin Moore color trends of the year. And there was one I really liked. It was called Savannah Green. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen it. It's kind of like this like limey, it's not mustardy, but I also get into arguments all the time. My mom thinks I'm colorblind. So to me, whatever this Savannah Green was, like didn't match up with her. And mm-hmm. she was like, you can't do a whole room that color. So we went with this Benjamin Moore. It was called Romantica. Ooh. So it's like a pinky. It's like the perfect color for a bedroom. It's a little romance, like rosy. Yeah. So I'm going for like a feminine look, but I'll have to show you pictures because I'm yes, nervous definitely. that like sometimes I'm so impulsive that I'm like, what did I just do? And then well, a design expert would be like, you can't be doing this. Luckily, it's just paint. So yes. you can literally paint it over 20,000 times if you want to. Yep. But we just need a little more color. So I love your... Um, I love your daringness to go paint it all pink. I just I just feel like when I first bought my house, I went really neutral because mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't know. And the whole house was painted like baby blue and it was not cute. So yeah, I needed no. to wipe that immediately. And I just, I'm a very colorful person in my regular fashion. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time toning it down. Like I'm just an over the top individual. So I felt like Taylor, like embrace your neutrals in your space but then I just got, I get bored AF. Well, I kind of always encourage people to start a little bit more neutral. Yeah. You know, I think like, especially when we're designing a home from the scratch or if you just move into a space, it's really hard to kind of envision how you want to live in that space right. or even how the color feels in the house. Everything from like the way the siding is on a house next door to the trees you have in your yard are going to change the color of paint in your house. So sometimes living in that space for a little bit and kind of getting your feet on the ground and feeling it out a little bit yeah. is the best way to do it. You just moved into a super cute little carriage house in Saratoga, right? We did, yeah. What, is your, what does it look like in there? Um, it's awesome. It's a loft, so we love it. Um, Eddie, my boyfriend, he just moved from Brooklyn. So we love to be like, oh, yeah, he moved from Brooklyn to live in a carriage house in Saratoga with a wood stove because that's literally how it's heated. We have... Um, how is he adjusting by the way? Cause I think you were a little worried for him. He's doing good. You yeah. know, we are, his stipulation was that we had to move downtown. So we did. I was previously living in Wilton. Um, so we got this carriage house downtown and we love it. It's nice that he can kind of walk to places, but I think he definitely misses the city. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like living in Brooklyn and his apartments in the heart of Williamsburg. Um, but we love the apartment. It's so cute. Do you use the wood stove? Oh, that's the only thing that heats the place. Where does he get the firewood from? Well, okay, so actually it's a gas stove. Oh, gas stove. I guess stove. not okay. a wood stove. Okay, I'm All sorry. Right. Well, I, those okay. are things that I don't use really in my yeah. like, design. So, But it provides warmth. Yeah, that's our whole heat for so the whole just house. So you just flip a light switch? Yeah, it's on like a thermostat. See, I have like a legit wood stove that you have to put wood in. Oh. Two of them. I have a fireplace, which is brick, and then, well, they're both brick, and then a wood stove. And when I was a kid, I grew up in a historic house 
uh, in Clifton Park. It was used to be a bed and breakfast back in the day. So mm-hmm. it was literally built in the 1800s oh my God. on Plank Road. And the Plank Road signifies that they had the roads were made of planks and the horses would travel. And it, we had a big piece of property. Everybody recognized our house. But the one thing that haunts me to this day is that we had a wood stove back then. And I remember loving it. Like that mm-hmm. smell to me is very comforting, yeah. like bonfire vibes. Oh my God. Especially in the wintertime. It's so cozy. It's amazing. Except for when you're in first grade and you go to school and people start saying that the Rayo sisters smell like ham oh. because the house, like the, the wood stove has that like, like scent. And they literally would like smell me and my sister's coats and be like, you sisters smell like ham. I'm dead i'm not over it like it actually like it it still like triggers some kind of feeling ptsd yeah and i love him like there's nothing against him but people always said you guys smell like ham and that is so rude because it will carry you through the rest of your life but at the same time to me a wood stove like that's like how it's done like you know you gotta like put shit in it and like so cozy and my boyfriend just buys the wood from stewart's which is not um it's not financially responsible like Mm -hmm. you can have like wood delivered to your house in one instance where you get like a it's called a cord which i didn't know so then you have like wood to work off of all year or you can go to stewart's like twice a day in the dead of winter and buy ten dollar Uh, like pallet, like little bags of wood. So you're lucky that you're not like really quite living like that. Yeah. It makes it kind of nice, but it does. We do feel a little colonial era Mm -hmm. having like a place that's lit by or heated by a whole fire. Yeah. Um, But it's cute and it's cozy and it's, it's a loft. So our bedroom's upstairs. So it's like open to the family room. So it's really nice at night, like on a cold winter day when you can kind of see the fire flickering from bed. Yeah. No, it is cute. I would like to just flip it on sometimes. And I feel like uh, in Saratoga here, your second home is definitely the night owl. Like, can I say that? Is that real? Yes. Absolutely. Oh yeah. We have a key to the night owl. You have a key. You're one of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're one of those. I, I just, give a wave they I think they just they do sell Miller Lite in there don't they do they sell Miller Lite I at the night so. they better yeah that's been one of ours oh yeah we just took a great picture there but like when I see you on social media you are like almost exclusively there you have a residency there oh yeah yeah I mean not to mention Alex who's one of the owners of the night owl he's awesome he is a really good guy he's a really great guy he's yeah. actually I've helped him with some of the stuff on his new house which is amazing oh, cool. him and his girlfriend Maddie who are fantastic they actually catered my party my big opening oh, fun. party yeah um, so he's great, but definitely the night owl, it's just, they have the best music in town Yeah, and it's just the coolest vibe. What and I kind think of music is that? Like I'm a little older than you, so I call it like oons oons music. Well, upstairs where, oons, you know, oons. they just yeah. do the gallery. It's mm-hmm. like that. That's yeah. like stuff that's like, just like dance music. Yeah. But I love in like the patio in the summertime because I like to sing to stuff, you know, yeah. like oh, I love getting you're kinda, like, I feel like I, you're not a party girl, but like you're out having a good oh, time. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I like to get like completely belligerent and then like scream music in the patio the night yeah. owl. That's mm-hmm. like my that's your perfect weekend Saturday. Retire. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's your, that's your don't sleep on Sunday. That's my new thing is like, don't sleep on Sunday. Don't sleep on Sunday. I want to establish that because Saturday the night owl is one thing, but like, uh-huh. what are you doing on a Sunday? Nothing. Not literally nothing. Nothing. No. At all. I want to be brain dead on Sundays. What time are you waking up? Whenever. No I alarm. Wake up. No. Nope. No alarm. Are you going downtown getting a coffee? Mm-mm. I'm a homebody. You're doing nothing on Sundays. Nothing. See, this is my new initiative because I feel Sundays are like your day. That's true. So I say don't sleep on Sunday, meaning don't be brain dead, don't sleep all day, but like get out there and enjoy the world because it's a legitimate day of the week. Yeah. And I guess, you know, Sunday's always like a nice, like chill day. Yeah. But for me, like just before starting my week, like I don't want to think about anything. So you don't want to do anything? No. Are you, what are you watching? 
Um, well, we just finished watching You, the new season of You. I, I think that would scare me. <gasps> I think Have you not watched sca- any of it? No, I lay in bed at night and still think I'm going to get like kidnapped and stuff. I mean, I do the same thing too. Like, if Eddie is out of town, like for whatever reason, all night long, I'm like, someone's going to break into. My oh, apartment. that was me all weekend, basically. Yeah, thinking that some, and I'm, I'm constantly too every noise big to get kidnapped. Like, oh. <laughs> Before COVID, I think you could have picked me up and scooped me right out. But now you can't. I'm solid. Just chuck you out the window. Yeah, no. Isn't you like a scary show? Yeah, it's kind of scary. It's like a murder show, but it's kind of like Dexter. Mm, you know, mm-mm. like, did you ever watch that? Mm-mm. So you're not like a murder mystery kind of uh, crime only show girl. Only if it's real, which really shows you how Only if it's up real. So yeah. did you watch Dahmer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you watch Dahmer. Yeah. But you is too scary. Because it, it's not real. Like Jeffrey, like him and I, we could have connected at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the best, that and makes, besties, you guys could have been it, sitting here on the that sofa. That makes it a little bit better, I feel like. So you're watching you. Do you watch any reality TV? Oh, yeah. We've just started watching Perfect Match on Netflix. We're okay. big, like, um, we love Love is Blind. In, okay, like, I haven't circle. watched that one yet. Oh, I, Love I, is I Blind catch up. is so I watched, good. The one I watched was um The Ultimatum. That one was oh, a little that whack. that one, it was kind of whack. First of all, like, you could never catch me dead on that show. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, it was Ultimatum. horrible. It was horrible. No, if you I'm guys don't remember, jealous. it was um, it this was a horrible concept. First of all, yeah. it, Ultimatum was Dick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey. What mm-hmm. was her last name before she was a Lachey? I don't know. I just want to say Hudgens, but that's obviously. I not get true. her confused with the uh, that Leah Romini, who was the Scientologist. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me mm-hmm. why. But there's these couples, and they're so young, and they're saying, if yeah. my boyfriend doesn't propose to me. I'm out. So they give him an ultimatum and then they basically get to go. And they're like 21. Yeah. And they get to go have like another partner for like six weeks. It was kind of traumatizing. And then your other partner has to sit there and watch you. Yeah. You couldn't catch me dead. I'd rather be a victim of the guy on you than be on the ultimatum in a reality sense. Me too. Um, When I was like a kid, I've been having nostalgic like reality TV thoughts because like what do you know about Paris Hilton? I mean, I love Paris Hilton. Okay, so I think I love her. I think I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge Today Show fan. And she was just on there because she came out with a doc. Uh, well, first of all, she was in a documentary, but now she just came out with her own memoir. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how she was actually abused at a boarding school growing up. She yeah. went away to like, you know, the, all this. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a very interesting topic that you bring up because this is not something that I like ever tell anybody, but I went to one of those schools too. You went to a, a boarding school for bad kids? Oh, yeah. No way. Did yeah. you grow up here? Yeah. Where did you grow up specifically? I went to, I grew up in Bethlehem. And you, what was, you were a troubled teen? Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't a troubled teen. No, I just like had a lot of, like there wasn't any substance problems. I was depressed. I was like yeah. an angsty, depressed teenager. Yep. So I went there to kind of get my shit together. I was like in a really bad relationship. How old it was were you? Just, I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. I spent my senior year there. Yep. Um, my experience was great. Personally, I had a really great experience. It turned my life around. Yep. I kind of needed to get my shit together. Yep. So it was a really great opportunity for me. Um, but I heard a lot of horror stories about places like that. And the place that she went to was a no-joke place. I, Mine was, like, very low-key compared to hers. Like that. I no did joke. not know that story about Paris Hilton at oh, all. Yeah. I remember her from, like, The Simple Life and all of that. And I was talking to my mom about it, and I've shared the story with a couple people. It's something that would be a topic in today's show, which now you're the co-host of today. But she was abused at this. She was like, yeah. I don't know what her problem was. I, they never really said. No, I. you know, a lot of the kids in the school were, like, just spoiled basically yep. was kind of the biggest so they kind of went that more of like a boot camp sense it's like a boot camp got yeah. it yeah so she alleges that she was sexually abused at the sporting school and now flash forward you know what 20 maybe years later for her yeah. she is a huge advocate she said she's gotten bills passed in six states and is really becoming a champion for 
getting these these schools like straight up shut down oh yeah you don't tell your parents she never told them like they cut off your communication and I went into like a huge news spiral like researching these places and all the issues because kids are like really mistreated in some situations oh, yeah. luckily not yours I mean but when you're like 16 and, and I experienced some stuff but nothing like to the severity you had to like live did. there and stuff oh yeah for mine, how long mine was in in Provo Utah no way you went yeah. all the way out there I went to Utah I hung out with all the Mormons oh yeah wait wasn't that where Paris was yeah she was at or a, no she was in Colorado but she was at a place called Red Cliff Ascent which was a wilderness program that she went to first Jesus, that sounds like punishment oh yeah I went to a wilderness program too oh my yeah, oh my, my parents God. My parents were like, no joke. Yeah. Are you an only child? No. You have siblings? Yeah, my sister went to boarding school too. She went to school in Maine. Wow. Um. So not that we were like troubled kids or whatever. My parents yeah. just wanted us to understand the value of hard work and oh my God. that you can't just, you know, expect everything to be like given to you. Like float through life? Yeah. Basically, that was kind of where why we went there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of kids there were super messed up. And the way that they, you know, when you're 16... And you're in this place where oftentimes some of these schools, like you can only write, write letters to yep. your parents. Yeah. I mean, these places would intercept the letters and, you know, stop kids from sending things. Yep. Or if they were getting abused, they would say to them like things like, if you tell your parents this, you're going to get stuck here for another like year. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And so when you're 16, you're living in this place like that's. And you your mind is it. super uh, oh like malleable at yeah. that point. Like you have no idea, but it's you made horrifying. it back in one piece. I did. And my, like I said, my experience was great. I went out there and it was kind of like a ranch experience, which if you could ever picture me taking care of yeah. cows and like oh my mucking God. stables while well, yeah. I did it. Oh my gosh. And um, it was the best thing. Yeah. I, you know, my, my parents were wonderful and they, they kind of grew up and, and, you know, I, I got a lot, you know, so many things that yeah. I asked for. And then I didn't understand kind of the value of it. And I went out there and it, it kicked me in the ass and wow. I went to college and built my career off of that. That's crazy. What's one thing that you learned back then going through that experience that you would still think of on like a random Tuesday now? Um, so an interesting Thing, and I actually ended up getting a tattooed on me. It was their motto, which was strength is in the struggle. And I really feel like that's true. Um, I feel like the people that I know in my life who have been through a lot of struggles and any struggle that I've ever had to go through, uh, you know, it's like the Kanye West song, you know, Stronger or whatever. Yeah, sure. It's, it seems like really corny, but it's really the truth. It yeah. really is. And I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. There's other things like, co- you know, you, they help you te- kind of learn like stress coping mechanisms, which is something that I still use to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of positives to a program like that, but there's wow. also a lot of negatives, like a lot, a lot of negatives. You're missing out on real life. It's like not like jail, but like you're missing out on it like a jail. chunk of your life, especially like when I was 16, I was like, I had my Blackberry mm-hmm. and my little first car. Oh, that, yeah. It was my know. senior year. Mm-hmm. I had a black, I had a Blackberry. Of course you did. I had my senior photos taken and then. Peace I, out. Peace out. Did you come back and finish high school here? No, I, I graduated high school out there. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty wild. How did you find your way back to the capital region to like live and work? Well, so I came back after after that and I kind of spent, um, I went to Sage College for a semester. Mm-hmm. My mom worked there. So I got to go to their, they have interior design program. So I went for um, one semester and it just, um, I didn't want to stay in the area any longer. I felt like I had to kind of like get out of there. So I came back for just a little bit and then I went to California. Oh, right. I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. So I went to college in California. If I, my problem with California is that I just feel like the more I go out there, the less of a chance there is that I'm going to come back. Oh my God. Yeah. I just, 
I, I just mean, I was in San Francisco, which kind of sucks. But yeah, I've only been there once for yeah, like twenty four hours. But I mean, also California's kind of scary right now because like the weather's crazy. so crazy. Yeah. Oh my like God, it's yeah. actually not well, all it's cracked up to be. And good luck affording anything out there. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, hardly here. I was listening to a podcast oh today God. that's like, how does anybody have mo- like money? Like it's money. actually a oh very God. wild. When I concept. see in this town, like some of the apartments that things go for in Saratoga, and I'm like, who? Is affording these. I know. I'm curious. It's, I, I mean, we're actually looking at one right now that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Is, in it, terms across, of, is it right yeah. there? Yeah. Those are <laughs> crazy expensive. They're beautiful, but they're so expensive. They are. And I was actually thinking about like some of the architecture and stuff downtown, because uh, that's part of obviously what you do and everything. But mm-hmm. I was, in terms of nobody asked me, I was thinking um, just like one thing on social media with me is in general that I observe now is that people are like so afraid to like criticize things and like everybody loves everybody. It's like a very celebratory culture and you know, following you as like a person and as a designer, I remember one day you shared sort of like a hot take on a recent renovation that happened in a very popular downtown hotel. Yep. Were you afraid to like put your opinion out there? Because I feel like now everybody has to love everything and every brand new luxury apartment has to be completely beautiful and Mm -mm. stuff. I'm not afraid. And let me tell you why. I love this town. I'm proud to live in this town. Yes. And I think the only way to make things better is to keep people in check, is to criticize the things that are not done properly. Yep. Um, And to me, it's like, it's just, it's sloppiness. You know, so yeah. I don't really care. And I think with what you do, you're lucky because like you have legitimate credentials. So like you're a professional where like, you know, like if I give my opinion on fashion, like it's really just that, right? It's an opinion. And I think people know that and like, that's fine. But the Oscars just happened. I recapped that last week. And I think in like Oscars years past or award shows, I've done like a little bit more of like my thoughts on my stories. Mm-hmm. And people are always just like, who do you think you are? Like you're sitting on your couch in your bathrobe. And I'm like, Yeah. So is everybody else in the world except for these elite people. And, like, if we can't be a little bit, um, you know, responsive to to our thoughts and feelings on how people are dressed, like, what is the fun in that? Well, to me, I think nothing gets better without criticism. Yeah. I mean, if everybody just tells you everything is perfect forever, you're not going to change. You're not going to grow. You're not going to. No experience new opportunities. You're just going to stay exactly who you are. Yeah. Do Do you take criticism well? Sometimes. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I get criticism from people in this room sometimes, and I think I'm taking it well. But You should ask Eddie if I take criticism well. Sometimes because, it's hard. Yeah, he's he's a little too honest to default, so sometimes he'll tell me about things, and I'm like, don't tell me that. Yes, yeah, so I think so. And I, you know what? I think it's funny, because sometimes I do that to other people, and I don't realize mm-hmm. that I'm being just so matter-of-fact, where, you know, I think as long as it's constructive, it's fine, but I, yeah. and I don't even feel like I take it. I don't necessarily take it emotionally, but sometimes no. I think it's just hard to like comprehend well, think, and you're thinking of like an answer back. I think it's inevitable that these things are going to hurt people's feelings in a sense. Right. You know, I mean, especially when someone has a lot of pride in, in the work that they do. Right. Um, and I'm not really out here like bashing people on personal taste or personal style. Right. You know, everybody has their own personal taste and it doesn't matter to me if someone likes something and it's in their space. Like right. if I don't like it, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, but that certain renovation was just, it was so beautiful before. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it, what they did diminish the quality of, of the space. Yeah. I like character. Like I said, I grew up in that yeah. historic house and I've always been drawn to spaces that have like a built-in natural character. I live in a ranch right now, which I think my house is super cute, but it has no character. Your house is really cute. It's really hard though when you have no like 
there's no built-in architectural elements right. that I can even play off of. Like a girl that I follow, she moved up from New York City, I think, during the pandemic, and her and her uh, husband now bought a really cute house on Dove Street in Albany. And, you know, she's just kind of, she has like a Instagram page that she updates every once in a while with what they've done. And I'm like, oh, you have these arches, you have these built-ins, you have oh, yeah. these like front steps that are so cool. I remember one of the first times I'd met you, you told me that you were trying to buy a house back then in this mm -hmm. unit area, which is one of my favorite areas in the capital oh my God, region. The houses out there. Ugh. Architecturally, Amazing. Like, you're already working with so much. Oh yeah. That's so cool. And that is always struggle for me when I don't have like that built-in inspo to like build right. something off of, you know? And it's hard. You know, a lot of homes built during like kind of the mid to late 1900s, yeah. they really lacked that character. Yeah. And it's one of the nice things about kind of where I'm at now is, is a lot of the new construction that we do is, is aimed at bringing a lot of that character into a new space. Yeah. So, um, that way you can kind of get all the, because you know, there's pros and cons about living in an older home. Yeah. The pro being is all the incredible, beautiful details. And I love that sometimes things aren't perfect and uneven mm -hmm. and like a little wacky. It just yes. tells a story. However, you know, you never know what's going on behind the walls. There's, there are so many other things. They become, have you ever seen the movie money, money pit? With, no. Um, Oh, what's his name? Um, he was just in uh, Only Murders in the Building. Great oh, um, Steve, Steve Martin? Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin's in it. It's like a classic movie. They buy this like huge mansion. Yep. And they're like renovating and like everything that could go wrong goes, does go wrong and they like lose all their money in it. But like that's a lot of times what happens with oh, people Oh yeah, I was houses. just watching some HGTV. That was my whole point of talking to you about reality TV and then we went down a parasol and rabbit hole, which by <laughs> the way, to close that loop, I like want to read her book. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I want to read it now. I had a lot of respect for her because she just has evolved. She's very, like, deadpan. Like, she's still the oh, yeah. same old Paris. Well, and she comes out now, and she even says that, like, the Paris Hilton that most people think that was, like, young and ditzy and stupid yeah. is a character. Yeah, As it should be. Of course. And there's some there's some part of that. And I was wanted to explore the, the HGTV side of reality TV with you specifically because... As I just said, like, you're a trained professional in this, which we'll, we're getting into and we'll continue to get into. But, like, there's a lot of, like, self-made HGTV stars that are out here, you know, perfecting, like, farmhouse chic and this and that. Like, do you subscribe to any of that or is that all, like, BS most, as a whole? Most of it's BS. For sure. Yeah. Um, Which is, this is, this is a disheartening part of the podcast that we're getting to right now. Sorry, I everybody. Do, I'm probably going to ruin so many people. I do. I just love HGTV because I feel like it's the only way that people can like experience. Oh no. And like, I, I love watching it too. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's cool. And actually Magnolia Network, the new one from yeah. Joanna Gaines is, is. You're good with that? Is really good. She's okay, got good. a lot of, um, she's got a lot of really high profile, really talented designers on, on that, yeah. that network mm -hmm. versus HGTV, which I think is like a lot of really great reality tv stars yeah who are air quotes designers yes um so but you know i you can read nowadays all these articles from people that have had their homes designed by hgtv shows and they're yep. like left with like cardboard countertops and like things that are falling apart it's like do you remember extreme home makeover oh yes i, th I think that's where i started with like yeah. my probable like and interest in this those houses would fall apart in like two months like Isn't they were literally so just put together like cardboard barbie dream houses the one thing that always got me or gets me with hgtv that i feel like is half rumor half real is that like a lot of the finished products like they just stage it and bounce it's just staged so yeah. like imagine putting your old ass couch back there and like your family pictures on the wall post renovation. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's actually kind of the way that the whole design world works. Yeah, you know, more often than not, when we finish a project, like um, maybe not more often than not, but but if, on some occasions, clients don't want to 
you know, do a $100,000 renovation, then purchase $100,000 worth of furniture. Right. So, so you're sometimes essentially we, suggesting. We s- will bring in stuff to stage it for photographs and then take it right out. Yeah. Oh, that's, see, that's really hard to hear for me, which I think is why, like, it's hard for, I mean, it's hard for anybody to invest in a whole space from oh, scratch, yeah. you know, and I think... I always liked the the Joanna Gaines, like she has that everyday vibe that I think, Mm -hmm. you know, you could kind of apply her style and her target stuff obviously doesn't blow me away. Like I'm very bored and it's never changed. What do you think of the Studio McGee? Uh, Shay, I think her name is Shay. Shay, Shay McGee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Studio McGee. I actually was following Studio McGee like just before they kind of blew up. Yeah. Um, And I like her style. I mean, it's, it's basic. Yes. But it's beautiful. It's like, I don't even want to say timeless. It's it's just, it appeals to everybody. Yes. You know, there's nobody that's going to look at her designs and be like, oh my God, that's awful. So, yeah. Whereas sometimes when you look at some of these other designers where they're like really out there, like that stuff is risky. Mm-hmm. There's people that are going to love it. There's people that are going to hate it. Shay McGee has become so so big and so popular because she just appeals to the masses. Yeah. Everybody likes it. It's yeah. clean. It's It's got a, a modern flair to it. It still feels traditional. Yeah. It can kind of blend with any home. You know, you can put her furniture in a super contemporary home or in a very traditional space and it all just works. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I like her. Yeah. I like her a lot. I think her husband is super gay. Okay. So, so glad you brought that up because I, um, so obviously Shay McGee has her line at Target, which most people know, but probably don't know that she has a whole brand behind her. Oh, yeah. She is, um, it's Studio McGee at Target, but then her real thing is McGee and Co. She is Studio McGee, which Threshold. is her, her design firm. Yep. And then there's McGee and Co. And I think Threshold and, and her Studio McGee, she does through Target. Target. Yep. But yeah, she has a show on Netflix called Dream Home Makeover, which I was also going to talk about today. That's the worst name ever. Like, it feels too much like Extreme Home Makeover, and, like, we, it doesn't, like, signify what her show is about. It just seems cheesy. Her and her husband, she's, she almost looks like a robot. Like, she's so beautiful. She has, like, she has to have fake contacts. Well, that's, unfortunately, like, Utah, the people that live out there oh, are yeah. all, like. You're back to boarding school days. They're all, like, perfect and blonde. She's, like. And, like, they have perfect kids. I almost couldn't watch so it. She's too perfect looking. Yeah. Like, she's just, I'm like, eyes, can one of your kids be, like, an asshole or something? Her like, eyes are, like, an on. ocean. Her kids are beautiful. But her husband is, is like, so a piece of work. Gay. But he's like mean to her he is just weird I don't like their dynamic he always he is like telling he was like saying that she was gonna like throw out one of the kids in the trash or something I'm like Uh, that's that's not like I know he's trying to be sarcastic and funny but he probably has a gay vibe maybe oh my god are you kidding me just the way he talks and everything like he just and it's it's so funny if you google them like if you google Sid McGee the first thing that pops up on google is 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 he he gay? gay yeah no way so it's it's just because I don't know it's just the way he is and he just seems so like timid and she's yeah. like a strong businesswoman and he's yeah. just like um, and, he's, and then um uh, like yeah, in he's the like, background I'm in the like warehouse. it's so weird I think he's just trying to get some jokes off during that show so I don't I think I he's don't, just in it for the money they have to be right I which mean, is a part of this whole thing um it kind of does lead me to though obviously you have this career we just mentioned your boyfriend who's here somewhere right oh yeah hey what's up um you guys could be the next uh reality couple though tell tell me you about your funny. guys relationship and how you met and stuff well we've actually applied for a couple hgtv shows no way yeah we got like no callbacks i once was like i went out to the night owl shocking <laughs> and i came home after like several margaritas and i just like googled every production company for hgtv come on and i'm like i'm crazy okay so I found all these people on LinkedIn and then found their personal emails and was like you should put us on a show no way nobody obviously responded to us when was they were like 
I don't know, maybe a couple months ago. So you're manifesting. Well, That's I was all. like, a, I'm like the crazy girl emailing them at three in the morning, probably with like a million spelling errors being like, you should hey, whatever. I've had a couple show. margaritas in. Maybe you should say the margarita line and that would make them read yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Bit I'm easier. like, hey, I just got back from the bar. Let's talk. Let's talk. What now would be a great time. This is the best time. <laughs> Could I FaceTime you right now? I've got all the liquid courage in the world. What would your pitch be though? So, well, so. For people who don't know, Eddie, my boyfriend, he designs furniture. Yeah, um, he's his, really cool. He's, you guys are both really cool. Yeah, he's all right. Um, one of his biggest clients is uh, Ralph Lauren, which yeah, is that's really a big awesome. Flex. Um, so we had always thought that it'd be really cool to do a de- uh, design show where he he does all like the custom furniture for the clients, and uh, we can kind of work together on the design of the house. Um, and it's just kind of different and unique, and and we're kind of different and unique than I think a lot of the other people on on. Um, these networks that you see, you know, we're both covered in tattoos. We're a little rough around the edges, which yeah. I think is cool, but we design these very kind of elegant, refined, beautiful spaces. So yeah. I just think it's a very interesting, like juxtaposition that would make like a really cool show. And quite frankly, like, and you know, coming from like the world of media, like in order to kind of make it in these things, like you got to have a shtick, you got to have like yeah. something to stand out a niche. Um, and so I think we have it, but you know, I feel like everybody in the world is like, we need a reality show. Yeah. So are you, what's your working relationship like? Cause I don't, you don't find a lot of couples that necessarily are in business together. Mm-hmm. Would you, you're not, I guess you guys are more in like a collaborative phase yeah, we, or you explain it. We collab a lot. He, um, he critiques my work a lot, Yeah, which is, you know, hopefully you do his as well. I, or it's perfect. You, there's nothing you could say. I agree to kids, but he's very good. <laughs> he's a little older than me, and he's been doing this for a little bit longer. And like, yeah. he's really good. Yeah, he's very talented. Um, but we do work a little bit together. We actually have had a desire to kind of develop and design our own furniture line, which is just not something in the cards right now, as it's going to just cost too much to get it, you know, up and going. But we've sketched out a few pieces we've talked about it it's really fun um and we did just work on on one piece together for a client uh, a 14 foot long custom marble dining table going oh my on god broadway yeah wow yeah yeah i mean i'm all for it i think you guys have some serious potential here because it's it is unique yeah it's a fun thing to do would you be really honest or would you like because i'm feel like super that's- honest and that's the way that i kind of run my business and everything like yeah I know, I'll tell people things that even if it's not what they want to hear, like, I just, I do things honestly. Yeah, that's the nobody asked me but mentality, actually. It's yeah. just, um, I feel like I I do say some things that people just, uh, things that everybody are thinking but nobody mm-hmm. wants to know. Yeah, because people um, are nervous. And they don't want to say it themselves, which is why I feel like in the creative culture, especially now, and I think design would kind of relate to that, is like you can't, you don't want to critique anybody's work. You don't want to say that something's not your style. Well, and people are fragile. Yeah. And I get it. You know, you spend a lot of time putting a lot of time and effort into something. And then right. people come in and, you know, in a sense, kind of shit on it. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um, But like I said before, that's how you grow. So you and change. you're an expert. So, like, I think someone, you know, I think it is houses are vulnerable to bring somebody in your space. Yes. Like, I, you're my friend, but I would be probably like, oh, my God, if you came to my house. Is someone like that just thinking like, oh, my God, I would change this. I would change that. I would change oh this. People say that to me all the time. They're like, I don't want to have you over to my house because of what you're going to judge. But like I was kind of saying before, like, I don't judge people based on personal taste. Yeah. You know, if your personal taste is you want to do everything in your house neon green and have it decorated with frogs, then that's 
your prerogative. She's talking to you, Jack. And all those frogs you have in your apartment. Oh, yeah. No, I saw those pictures. Decorative frogs. She's not kidding. It's all frogs. All nothing frogs. But frogs. Huge frog apartment. Big yeah. green guy. Yeah. Um, there was this guy on the Today Show, again, not that long ago. He's, I guess he's a famous artist. He's the... He's like the doodle guy on Instagram. Oh my God, yeah. I've seen him. Holy shit. His stuff is cool. It's wild. He doodled an entire house, every surface, black oh, and yeah. white. It's very like Keith Haring-ish to me, like mm-hmm. the the pattern and everything. I mean, that would oh, stress me out. Oh, it's super Keith Haring. Yeah. Oh my God. I would have a seizure going into that house. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Um, But I just think, you know, personally, like- I am way more impressed by someone who takes a chance than someone who just keeps things boring. 100%. You know, I think there's a lot of, there's something really beautiful about an all-white home and houses that are very neutral and soft, and I've done a handful of them. But if I go into someone's house and they just have, you know, obviously taken risks and done things that are kind of funky and it really shows their personality, like, I love that. That's what I look for. And as a designer, like, I think a lot of, Designers design spaces for themselves. Yes. But I really like to design it for the client. I'm yep. not waking up there every day, but they are. Yeah. So I just think a space that really shows someone's personality is is sick. Even yeah. if it's not like the the most best designed space in the world. Like, right. It's cool. And it's not like live, laugh, love either. I think people need oh, to get out of their zone of like. That I judge. Because you got to like, like to me, like I think it's about like having unique pieces that tell a story. Yeah. Like I never had like really like vintage or like thrifted stuff but some of my friends that have an eye for this have kind of showed me to like incorporate that with like your new couch or your Mm -hmm. West Elm coffee table and whatnot Jack's apartment actually no joking he has this incredible collection of all photographs and in pictures that mean something yeah that's amazing you could walk in and be like this is a crate this is a lot but it when you really look at it like somebody's going to come over and really appreciate what they have going on and that it all tells a story and I think that means a lot more than like having something with the price tag absolutely so kind of my my main I guess I call it like style is I like spaces to feel collected yes so like it's something that you've collected over time yes like you said each piece tells a story that's very much my apartment which Eddie calls an antique store. Okay. But I would call that Facebook Marketplace. I love it. That's um, my style. It, same. Love it. Um, I love things from the 70s. That's kind of like super my vibe. Yep. So my apartment's a lot of stuff from the 70s, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, but I like stuff that just kind of, it just, everything is weird and unique and different. And, and it's just stuff that sets a conversation and, and people look at and, and, you know, some people are like, that's freaking weird. But some people are like, that's awesome. Yeah, I think I, I think, actually think I you would that. like my house then. Because my uh, my house is a little bit of that. I definitely like to take risks. I like color. Do you go off of like, this is a real question, like like feng shui or like sometimes I think like the intention of the space has to be set. And that might be something that I'm not that good at is like, what's like a design rule more spatially than like details wise that like you think, I maybe am making in my home or someone at home would be making. So the biggest error that I think people make in that respect is scale. Yes. Um, I think pretty much everybody does things that are too big or too small. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. And it's, it's really, it's a hard thing to learn. Um, and so that's just kind of why I always encourage people to work with the designer. Yeah. Um, there are like tips and tricks on things like with like light fixtures. There's like some equation that if you like add up the size of the room and then divide it by something like that's the size of the light fixture you could have. I don't know. I don't do any oh, of that really? stuff. Yeah. I don't do any of it. I just kind of like 
pick what I like and just yeah. throw it in a space. Um, but scale is really important and it's something that we kind of learned. Um, I don't super have any tips and tricks for how to like figure out scale. That's a good one though. Cause I can give some examples. Like I, I think one thing people mess up is like rug size. Oh yeah. For sure. Tiny little baby size rugs in a yeah. living room. Kill me. But rugs are really effing expensive. Oh like God. they'll get you. And I've, I've like sometimes compromised being like, oh, I'm going to get this like five by seven because I like the pattern and then it yeah. comes in and I'm like, it just doesn't cover enough. Oh, and I get it because rugs, you can easily spend, I mean, you can spend $30,000 on a rug and it's still not like the top of the line. No, it's rugs are hard. I, in my bedroom that I just painted pink and I've known this for a while, but I haven't found anything. I like in some spaces, I like symmetry. Mm -hmm. So like I have just like inherited like kind of mid-century like side tables in my bedroom Sick. and I want... I want two lamps. My mm -hmm. The windows are weird, so it's not full symmetry, but I really want two lamps. But right now, I just have a really cheap one from Target. Like the It's like an end cap one. It's so small. Like, it's stupid. It just doesn't look good. And right. I just haven't found the right pair. But I know that's a scale thing that I'm like, the wall is high. Yeah. The side tables are not that big, but they, they could handle a much bigger lamp. And then that's yeah. like what goes on there instead of like all this random stuff. Exactly. It's all about the scale of a space. Like, I can't tell you, there's so many times where I know people who have wonderful taste, amazing taste. Like they can decorate their houses top to bottom on their own, like yeah. no problem, but it's scale. Like I'll always notice like their sofas are just a little too small mm -hmm. or like the rug in that space is just you know, a little too big. Yeah. Um, and those are kind of the things that, that really set people apart from like working with a professional and like not working with a professional because yeah. those are things that we just inherently know. Yeah. And like I can go into a space and, and pull a sofa and, and immediately know if it's going to work in the space or not. Yeah. Um, I can kind of like visualize it in my head yeah. and kind of see it. So what do you think of like all the, I feel like a lot of websites now before you buy furniture and stuff is like, check out the like virtual tour. Like, oh, I think it's like awesome. It is cool. Like, oh so God, I could yeah. like put this couch in my house oh, right yeah. now. Well, let me just, you know, a lot of what we do is, is some like custom stuff. So, you know, putting custom fabrics on pieces and the biggest issue that we have is that clients can't visualize things. hundred you know? percent. Nobody can. Nobody can. That's why you're hiring us. Cause we can, but people can't. So no. sometimes it's hard when I'm like showing somebody a picture of a chair and I'm like, but we're going to put this fabric on it. But the picture of the chair has some like hideous purple leopard print fabric, you yep. know, and that's all people are seeing. They're mm -hmm. not seeing the shape of the chair. They're seeing the purple leopard. Yep. So if we could have, and it's actually something that I'd considered starting. So nobody better steal this idea from me. Okay. Don't listen. Nobody better steal it. Please don't. Um, is doing something like that for, for, for designers giving them the ability to show people custom pieces of furniture with custom fabrics on it yep. um, in real time, whether it be in their space or just even like a simple photo or rendering of the, the piece. It just would help us sell so much more. Yep. Um, and we oftentimes, unfortunately, have to turn to like the retail side of things more because it's all just there. It's already there for you. You can yeah. just see it. Yeah. I feel like you're, and I think you know this about yourself, like you're way ahead of like your, not your time, but like, you, you've already mentioned like three or four like big ideas, directions that you want to go in. You guys as a couple were sitting in like your store right now and you're young. Like you're, how old are you? I'm 28. Oh, okay, good. I'm not going to say you're not that young, but I thought you were even younger. We're, no, no, ba no. we're basically the same age, but I know that you said in the past, like it, like you kind of, I feel like rose to the top in this area relatively quickly and you have a good background, but I think there's some downsides that go with that as well. Right. Like I feel like in design world, you have to get a lot of street cred and like legit cred. Oh yeah. How does that work? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, our business is a referral based business Yeah, and it might seem like I kind of like 
like you said, rose to the top pretty quickly. And it, and it did happen in a sense, like kind of over this last year. Um, as soon as I left Wick Construction, things just kind of snowballed for me. Um, but what people don't see is the like four or five years I spent before that doing a million tiny little basement remodels yep. and little powder baths and screen porch additions, like things that I made no money on and I had no creativity in. Um, but I did it to build my portfolio, to build my, my yep. referral base, to build my recommendations up. Um, and then, you know, one job turns into two jobs and turns into three. And so that's kind of how things, things went for me, but I've been working in the industry for 12 years. And yeah, that's a lot. And people don't realize, so you can, you start when you're young still. Like, I was 16. Wow. So I landed my first internship at 16, um, with John Witt of Witt Construction. Yep. So I've had over a decade of, of. Uh, putting work in to yep. kind of get here. And actually it was like months before I, I left WIT and I made it big and and I made it big before I kind of got to Went on your now. own and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, and I was sobbing, sobbing because I was like, I've been working this for a decade and nobody knows my name. I have no recognition. Yep. I have nothing to show for it. You know, all my work had been done under other firms. So, yep. um, you know, it, a lot of it was my work, but they kind of take the credit for it. Yep. So it was hard, but I just kind of kept pushing and, and then one day it just happened and, and I left and here I am. Wow. And you are Kennedy Taylor. I'm Taylor. What, what's your Taylor energy? Like, does that name mean anything? Does, do you have any Taylor energy? Yeah. So I think it's pretty elegant. Honestly, yeah. I think the name Taylor, um, it feels a little like, I always think of like Elizabeth Taylor, you know, yeah, like okay. royalty, yeah. like American mm-hmm. royalty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's in a really elegant Elegant name. Taylor's my middle name. Yes, I knew that. Um, so, but I know that's what you go by, so I wasn't going to out you. And I, thank you. <laughs> I go by that for business solely because. Um, well, it's kind of a boss ass name. It's Kennedy a boss ass name. Kennedy's a really cool name too, I, I have to say. I've, people always say that to me. They're like, your name sounds like a celebrity. And I'm like, that's the point. Yeah, you hey, know? it's better like, than a porn star. I had to. Which, which it could actually, go either way. It could totally be yeah, a porn star it name. Could go, Honestly, nobody looked that up on OnlyFans. Still, still because, good energy, you know. though, for sure. Yeah, no, you have like a celeb. It's a name that yeah. people. Yeah, and that's, you know, I thought about like, what's the name that I want to see on my coffee table book someday? And that was Kennedy it. Taylor. Absolutely. No, Taylor's a strong. I always thought maybe I could find somebody to marry that was like, had the last name Taylor. So I could be like Taylor Taylor, but that's just too Stop. much. Stop. I always thought that if I wanted to marry someone whose last name Kennedy was Kennedy. Kennedy. So I could be Kennedy Kennedy. Oh my God. Maybe. Hey, sorry boys, but you never know what could Taylor be Taylor and yeah. Kennedy, Kennedy Kennedy. Kennedy. Do you like Taylor Swift? No. I was going to say they're definitely not playing Taylor Swift at the night out. Do you know who's the biggest Swiftie? Who? Eddie. He is. He is. Um, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a Swifty, but like, I'm in, I'm in, but I've always said I have a lot to like, I have a lot to do in my life to overcome being her being like the most popular Taylor on the planet. Like if I, if I said it didn't bother me that her name is Taylor and so is mine, I would be lying. Well, I think you're going to be the the next biggest Taylor on the planet. Um, you have to manifest. I mean, like we said, we're manifesting HGTV or not HGTV. I mean, reality You're going to be like next Katie Couric. I mean, who knows? She's she's kind of cool. I like her. She's I love sick. I love my news anchors. You know, I mean, what I do is so it's such a weird world to navigate. Like what I, where I see myself in X number of years. I hate that as a question in general because I, I don't. Know. I don't really think like that. Like, 
you know, like you, I think there's like these things, like you just opened this store, you're talking about reality TV, a furniture line, and there's so many people that are going to tell you like pace yourself or that you can't, but you've posted things about this store where you're, where you're vulnerable and you're like, this is really fucking hard. Like oh, yeah. I remember you posted something on your stories a couple of weeks or months ago. Yeah. Um, I like to be kind of transparent about everything. Yeah. And um, like I said, it's like honest to a default. Yeah. Um, And... There were so many things about owning this business and like owning. Well, I started two businesses in the span of a year, which was like probably the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, but you won't be saying that someday. I know, and it's 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 only because it just was. I didn't know what I was doing going into the first business, yep. and then I was like, "This is a great idea. Tack another one on." Yep. Like it just was crazy. Um, but there were so many things that I wish I knew going into it that I didn't. And you see so many business owners today that have been doing it for so long that are mm-hmm. successful and they're yeah. millionaires and they're raking it in, they're having the time of their life and they're like, oh my God, owning a business is the best. But people don't often talk about like the first year of owning a business yeah. and it's hard. Yeah. Like you make no money. It's, it's nonstop work. I work 24 seven. Yep. Um, I'm tired. I'm so tired. That's why you sleep on Sundays. That's why I sleep on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, there's a lot of rewarding aspects to it. I yeah. mean, this is literally something I've wanted since I was 10 years old. Yeah. So be able to like walk in here and be like, I did this. Yeah. I, you have I the worked keys. for 10 years mm-hmm. and got to this point. It's pretty amazing. And yeah. it does make it, it makes it worth it. Yeah. And you're doing it in Saratoga, which, you know, I mean, like you said, you grew up in the capital region, but I, mm-hmm. I started my business with Jack here because we had genuinely believe in the area and that's yeah. something that's kind of threaded throughout everything I mean I'm sure you know you want to be a household name in design just like I want to be a household name in entertainment you know however many years from now but at the same time I feel like Saratoga is a great place to do oh business God, yeah. you talked about referrals I mean it has to be kind of right yeah. at your doorstep not pun intended well the nice thing is Saratoga is a small town so my competition was minimal. Yeah. You know, if I went into this in New York City, I'd be in a very different place 100%. now than I am now. Yeah. Um, so Saratoga is a small town, so word goes around fast. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of money in this town, which is no surprise to anybody else. So yeah. we're we're busy. Um, and I think also here people really care about about um, their appearances, their homes, yeah. the, the image that they put out to the public. Totally. And so I think it gives you know, a, a lot of young professionals and, and creatives, yeah. a really good opportunity for, and I for think business. It's, I think it's cool to care now. I feel like there's times, like I remember when I worked in an office when I first came back from the area, because I was in New York City for a hot second, and I would just like go to the office and there would be girls, like maybe a couple years older than me, that just like put no care into their appearance. Yeah. Like they didn't brush their hair, their jeans were wrinkled, and I would literally watch them get overlooked in meetings and not speak up and not have opportunities to like travel for work and stuff because of the way that they presented themselves. And they were the smartest people in the room Yeah, and they never got like looked at because they didn't present themselves the right way. So now I feel like it is cool to care, which sucks that I feel like also a lot of that is related to social media. Cause like, even if, right, you know, like I will post my home because it's, I mean, I'm, I'm out there. So I want to post like all parts of my life, but like, you know, people are like overly proud of like stuff that they've done too. So like they feel like they have to share everything, but at the same time, like, yeah, I think if you've worked on something and you're prideful of like your fashion or your style or your house or whatever, like I don't have the biggest house in the world, but I'm really proud. I have one. Right. And I'm happy to like design it and do whatever with it. Right. Um, do you cook? No, I don't, you don't look like somebody that would cook. And I don't mean that in any way, but I figured you didn't. Where are you like eating in Saratoga if you're out, not a night owl? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, well, 
We have a few favorites. I mean, I think like Morrissey's is also always really great. Yeah. Although I do think it used to be like a little better. I think so too. I don't know what happened there. I used I to die know. for their sushi. I did too. I was there like every Sunday for brunch back yeah. when I wasn't when you, working when 24-7. You didn't seven, and I See, did that's used to like go sleep, out for Don't brunch. sleep on Sunday energy that I need. Yeah, nobody else do that, but I'm no. going to keep doing that. Yeah, you'll sleep on Sundays. Yeah. We'll, we'll cover it for you. Yeah, Morrissey's is a good spot. Morrissey's is really great. We love Hamlin and Ghost. That's kind of our top yep. eight spot. I yeah. mean, luckily, it's like literally right down the street from our apartment, but mm-hmm. we just love going there. It's yeah. so awesome. Um, I'm trying to think where we were. Recently, we had something really... Your friend Hannah posted Caravalli. I don't know if you were with her, but she... Oh, yeah. That uh, place is amazing. Faves. Yeah, that's... I feel like oh, Indian food, that's like probably so one of my, good. One of my favorites. So good. Order at Amelio, but yeah, that's like one of my... I, that's oh, yeah. a takeout spot for me, but I do like it there. It's so good. What's Not, your favorite Chinese food place in town? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I actually do like Bamboo Cookhouse downtown. Bamboo. I have not gone from there. I don't think you can eat inside, but they have the best. Um, I like wonton soup. Ugh. I used to not. I was. I'll just do miso soup. But my boyfriend is. If we get Chinese, like, do you like Chinese food? Oh yeah. What's your mu- if you had to look at the menu and you're like, we can only get sesame one thing. chicken. Sesame chicken is your must. Always. His is wonton soup. Mine is crab rangoon, but Ugh. some are better than others. So um. I have like four must-haves, which is defeats the purpose of the question. But like, I know what mix I like. If you had um, like gun to your head, you had to pick one. Oh God. Um, if I could only pick one, I guess I would pick lo mein because it's like the most like fulfilling. Oh, and it's like easy and it goes with And it's everything. like it could be eaten on its yeah. own. Uh, I like Great Tangs, which is near. That's mine. Which it makes me laugh because just I always say, I'll text my boyfriend and say, Great Tangs are coming. And he goes, what? <laughs> I'm like, Great Tangs are coming soon. Like, yeah. Great Tangs. I don't know. Oh, sweet. That doesn't sound. It's, I get you can't really say that kind of stuff. What's the thing with the master in the primary bedroom? Why? Like that came out of nowhere. I feel like they retroactively updated HGTV shows. That are older episodes that now say primary. Oh yeah, they did. That's and, a big thing, huh? It's a, it's a big thing. Yeah. Um, I accidentally let it slip out. Like I was, I was in New York City with with Eddie, and we were drinking at a bar, and I said something about a master bedroom, and I and. Somebody was, got offended. Oh my god! Well, oh people god. were like, people were like, you can't say that anymore. And I get it. You know, like I, I really get it too. I but totally also, get it. it's like a, it's like a grandfather term that oh, it will yeah. just slip out. It's been around for forever. We use primary bedroom now and primary suite, which yeah. is, is to me actually it kind of sounds a little more elegant. So I'm not I think like so that too. mad yeah. about it. No, I like um, it. But I get it. I mean, I I completely understand why it happens. Yeah. And um, obviously, I I have no right to like complain about it per yeah. se but but if it slips, it's been it's a okay, hard right it's been a, oh yeah I mean and I yeah. think a lot of those things you know people are trying yep and um and I try and uh you know we try to use primary you know yep. when we can as there's much another as one can. I've heard oh I think people have just said main also I hear sometimes main main, main, main suite main bedroom that doesn't make it doesn't owner roll suite, off the tongue owner's bedroom how is that any better than no ma- idea. master and owner to me is like I... if we're going down that route um there was another thing that that just made me think of um Oh, God, I was just on the tip. I was going to bring it up before that. Um, oh, God. Oh, now I can't remember. Um, ma- oh, you took my water. You just hit it. Um, master primary. Um, oh, God, I have to think of it because it's important. Um, damn it. Uh, great tanks. Let me let me trace this thought. Great tanks. Master. Oh, I know. Okay. Uh, one of the biggest design trends this year also is the butler's pantry, they're oh, saying. yeah. How can you? That doesn't sound that nice either. A butler's pantry? Yeah. it's kind of fancy. It's like you have It a is, butler. but I, if people are going to get insensitive about everything, I feel oh, like you can't true. say butler's pantry. That's a good point. And I would kill for a butler's pantry. I mean, yeah. I would 
kill. Have you seen some of them these days? They're like baby They're kitchens. They're their own rooms. They're kitchens. They're they're literally kitchens. Yeah. You can throw all your shit. If you did cook, you'd, yours would be perfectly, like, I mean, it would be intact. I absolutely want, like, a killer kitchen and a killer yeah. butler's pantry, but yeah. just for looks. Now that I'm more into cooking, like, a pot filler would be huge for oh, me. yeah, um, they're Butler's sick. pantry, absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. The range, like, they're doing, like, custom. Oh, my God, the butler's pantries are sick because you can, like, cook everything. Like, I'm doing this residence right now, yeah. which is, like, 11,000 square feet, so it's not a yeah. normal project. Okay, no. Um, but their pantry is bigger than my kitchen. They have a full suite of appliances. It's behind a door. And then they have a whole real kitchen with other appliances? Oh, that's like triple the size. People have crazy money, and, really. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. These clients have, yeah. 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 They're there's fancy. people in this town where I'm like, where'd you come from? Like, I, I mean, uh, not here. A lot of them, here. actually. Yeah, which yeah. is very cool. Which I is would, so crazy. I cannot tell you how many times we do, like, a $2.5 million house for yeah. someone who lives there six weeks out of the year. Unbelievable. Yep. You've actually, um, we're going to play Roaster Toast in a second Ooh, and wrap this it. up. But before we do, I meant to ask you this earlier. Um, you have something that I want. What is it? You have the knowledge, I believe, of what the inside of Michelle Riggie's house looks like. Oh, of course You possess I do. that knowledge within you. You've yeah, been inside her house. I've seen the floor plans, yeah. But have you been in there? Uh-huh. So I have talked about her periodically on this show. I used to live in a little, wasn't a carriage house, but I rented a small house near her house. So I was basically her neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, I've driven by in awe. Talk about Tuscan, baby. Like, oh I don't God, even yeah. know what style you would call that. But Over the everybody knows it's been on the market for a hot minute now. Don't think it's going anywhere soon. You've been inside. What the hell? I, it's like, that's my dream. A butler's pantry and to go inside of her well, house. So I have a little bit of inside information because... John Witt built her house. Yes. And that's where I, I worked for a decade. Yep. Um, that house has a million dollars worth of faux finishes. Really? Yeah. So like all the fake plaster, all the really? murals was a million dollars. Yeah. I think she had someone from like actually Italy come over and do it all. Oh it's it's actually called a fresco, which oh, is where yeah. they, you know, they like, they put the pigment in the plaster and I've then they like paint this. it with a spatula. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what like all of her murals in the whole house are. And so it if you touched it, dollars. would it feel, it's like fake? I think it must have like a texture to it, like a plastery texture yeah. to it. Um, but is that like a cheap way of doing something? Oh no. Oh, okay. Good. I was no, going to no. say. Even Fresco though was like, okay. no, she spent the money in that house. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like a fake. Yeah. Like the, the it's all real like wrought iron railings and like the top of the line cabinetry, everything in the house is custom, custom yeah. trim, you know, beautiful Brazilian cherry floors, which are like not in now, but yeah. they were like limestone floors. Like yep. I think she has like reclaimed paneling from some like, I don't know, Chateau in France or something. Unbelievable. Like, that house is the real deal. Um, it would cost somebody millions of dollars to make it not 1998 see that's the problem i look at real estate all the time in saratoga i still have my zillow updates and whatnot and like you know i just see a lot of houses that are for sale especially here that are millions of dollars oh yeah that you know i guess the bones as you would say are fine but i'm like who has the money like these houses if it's any older than like 15 maybe 20 years old you literally would need to completely redo it to oh get rid God, of yeah. not even the gray and white that you led the show talking about, but that old school cherry wood, yeah. dark cabinets, granite, dark countertops, all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know if people buy these and they just live with it, that the fact that it's outdated or they have so much money, I'm sure it's a spectrum. But I think I think it's a spectrum, but unfortunately, like trends just come and go like that. Yeah. Like, ugh, I'm probably going to get crucified for talking about it, but like white siding and black windows. Okay. 
Yeah, you probably will. I love black windows. I feel like they just do something. I love black but windows. But they can't be around forever, right? No, and well, let me tell you, I love black windows and I love white siding. And I love the two of them together. Yes. I have no problems with it. I think it really looks beautiful. Yeah. I, I do it. I've done it quite a lot. Yep. It's just such a staple of like 2020, you know, yes, like all this the new time houses. period, like every new house is white and black. Yep. In 10 years, like people are going to be, it's going to be so outdated. And the really hard thing is like, when it's your siding in your windows, like you're not redoing that. You can't read, you can't just, no, you can't just redo that. Like yeah. that's a huge undertaking. If you are lucky enough to have like paintable siding, like that's maybe at the least 10 grand oh, to God, paint that yeah. whole thing. If not more, I mean, yeah. you're probably looking at 20 grand to paint that whole thing. Like, yeah. That's not a big change. So I always try to tell people, like, try to pick things that are not, like, at the height of the trend. Yes. However, like, if that's what you do and you want to, like, if that's what you want to do and you're going to live in the space for, like, 10 years, like, who cares? At that yeah. point, it's going to be outdated. Whatever you do is going to be outdated anyways. So. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people just do it and live with it. Oh, my God. It really, that's, that's what stresses me out about this stuff is it changes so much. You can change your outfits. You can change your shoes. But design choices, furniture, yeah. fixtures, you know, siding or backsplash is really kind it's of hard. And these semi-permanent. Like really ebb and flow. And yeah. Trend. Like brown. Brown is making the hugest moment I of know. the year. And like, if you had asked any designer in yeah. the last 10 years to paint a room brown, they would have like cried. Yeah. I told my mom that as soon as you posted that brown was in, I was feeling it a little and I dyed my hair brown. So maybe I'm ahead of the curve. Yeah, maybe I love I'm, it. Maybe I'm wearing brown to overdress and right press. Trend. Maybe. Maybe <gasps> I am. Maybe I'm not. Don't know. Maybe not. Spoiler. Um, before we play Roaster Toast, which is brought to you by Her Rock Jewelry, we'll talk about that in a second. Where can people find you? What is interesting? Like, where can we see whatever your next big move is, if you know what it is sure. yet? Sure. Yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram. My Instagram is Studio K Design with a little under. Yeah. What does motif mean, by the way? Um, Am I saying it right? You are, yeah. Okay, so cool. very interesting story. I was originally going to call it, like, when I was opening this, I, like, didn't know what to do. And yeah. I was just going to call it, like, Kennedy & Co. or something, mm-hmm. and I, which just felt basic, but I was like, whatever, it's fine. Um, and then when I was doing some research in the city, like, every cool design shop just was, like, one word. Yeah. And so I was, and this is my kind of trick with, like, naming stuff, and I did this on college, is I take, I'll, like, Google a word and I'll Google like the acronyms of it and then yep. I look them all up in different languages. Oh, cool. So when I looked up design, design in French was motif. Oh, yeah, that's true. I took a little bit of French. None of it I remember, but I took French up until college. I love well, that. Well, oui, oui. Perfect. I love that. Bonjour. I mean, au revoir. But, um, well, this was so much fun. Thank this you so much for fun. coming Thank on the you. show. We'll wrap it up with one of our fun new segments for guests called Roast or Toast. I love it. Roast or Toast is brought to you by Her Rock Jewelry. In addition to maybe a splash of brown, I think I'm going to pick up a couple pieces from her rock to wear to the overdressed to impress event. You're going to be there as well. Of course. And you're going to be wearing her rock. I mean, I wear her rock 24-7. Oh, okay. My well, little I, huggies in my ears are, yeah. are hers. And yeah. I have not taken them off since I got them. I love them. I need only jewelry that I can't take off, which is one of the things I love about her rock is it's all 14 karat gold. It's trendy, but still affordable. She has pieces under 300 if you're listening to this and you're not at the engagement phase of your life or you're not balling out on you know, huge stacks of rings. She has a great mix and um, she's let me borrow a couple things that are a little more extravagant. So I'm thinking that I will use her stuff to kind of complete my look this week. I wanted something like even more over the top than what I'm going with, but we don't have to give it all away. Um, But what we do have to do is tell you how to play roast or toast. Okay. Let's go. All right. It's very simple. I'm going to say something to you. Maybe it's a trend. Maybe it's one word. 
Um, if you want to roast it, that means, nope, not here for it. I'm not doing it. I hate it. And toast is cheers, uh, champagne glass. I'm here for it, okay? Cool. All right, let's play Roast or Toast with Kennedy Taylor from Motif and Studio K Design. Um, let's start with making the bed every day. Roast or toast? Uh- <laughs> I don't do it. Okay. But it's a toast, honestly. Okay. I should do it. Yep. And, um, you know, I I used to be a roaster of this. I used to firmly believe, like, it's so stupid to do it to just get back into it at the yep. end of the day. But the feeling of getting into a nicely made bed is a game changer. Oh, yeah. Even when I change the sheets, like, mid to end of day, I still make the bed. Oh, yeah. Because I want to have that, like, peel back hotel feeling. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about bedding off camera, though. I have some some thoughts. All right, let's um, do it. Bringing your own food on a plane and eating it. So, like, you had to buy a Jersey Mike sub, and then you're sitting down and eating it. Oh, that is such a roast. Yeah. That is disgusting. Yeah, it's rude. Oh, my God. It's like, really if someone rude. gets, like, a tuna sandwich on a flight, no. like, I'm going out that emergency exit. I literally, like, I'm I yeah, I'm willing and able to assist in case of an emergency, and that's it. I that's saw this it. morning on the news, somebody ate an entire rack of ribs on a plane next to somebody. <laughs> people are so ridiculous. I know. People take their shoes off. People let their long hair. Oh, and that's disgusting. Yeah, you Oh, my can. God. Or when people like stick their feet up on the back seat and you get their like toes poking yeah, no, you. Yeah, that's the not Ugh. kind of free toast that we like. No. Um, since you don't cook, uh, you're at a restaurant, you bring in leftovers home with you, roast or toast? Oh my God, toast. Toast, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I love going to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Wait a minute. They have like, they probably are the premier bag. Oh, like, they I, have like huge portions. I go there preparing to eat three bites and then have lunch for like two days. Oh my God. I haven't been there in so long, but like, I hate the word doggy bag. That literally makes me also want to off myself. Same. But like, when I think of one, I think of the Cheesecake, oh, cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory, one. yeah. 100%. I've not been there in a minute. Maybe we'll They also have really good like reheatable dishes. You know, sometimes you go places and they're like tinfoil and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with yeah. this? Yeah. Do you ever save the Tupperware and use it later? <laughs> My whole cupboard is Chinese food Tupperware. Yep, so okay. yeah. Yep, we're on the same page there. Uh, on the food realm, uh, what about a bagel with locks on it? Ooh, roast or toast? To- roast. Roast, yeah. Mm. I, I, it's one thing I wish I loved more, and I just can't do it. Mm-mm. The I'm locks. Not, I'm not a seafood gal, so. Mm-mm. No, I don't. I would I would roast bagels and locks as a whole. Yeah. Um, canceling plans, roast or toast? Ooh, I'm a big toaster. You're big for this? You yeah. like it? You're okay with canceling plans? Yeah. Like, how many hours before? I mean, like, as far in advance as possible. Yep. Um, I'd love to cancel these plans as as soon as we make them. As soon as we make That is literally me every time. Because I am regularly, like, the kind of person that makes plans. And, like, my life in, is so crazy. So I have to make plans, like, weeks in advance. Yep. And then it comes time to it. And I've just usually, like, had, like, a crazy week or something. And then I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But I feel bad, so I usually still do it. Yeah. But honestly, like... Life has been really crazy the last few years, I think, for everybody. Yep. So, like, if someone's having social anxiety and not feeling it, like, you do you, girl. Okay. You cancel it. You you don't go. Yep. Do what's best. I'll get behind you on that. Uh, Oprah, roast or toast? Oh, I love Oprah. You toast. Do? Yeah. yeah. I like, uh, I don't know. I'm really? Undecided. I don't know. Is there some, is there some beef there? I don't have any beef. I think I just, I think I'm like, no, we're both the same age, but like, I think I'm too young for her. Like, I don't remember her mm. in her, like, prime. Yeah. I just kind of think about her in this other era, and I think the Meghan and Harry interview will stick with yeah, me for a long time. Yeah, that didn't do it for me that much. Something was off put her. I think she's really nice. I, I think, think she's cool. I think she is a good role model. Yeah, I'm, I think she's a great role model. Yeah, she's a good role model, but I'd like to see her uh, doing some more stuff right now. Well, I think she's, like, retired with her. Yeah. Bajillions of dollars. That's true. All right, we'll her. give it to her. Uh, using chopsticks. 
Oh, toast. Toast, hell oh yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I shame people if we go to a Chinese restaurant or an Asian restaurant and you're not using you chopsticks. You got to use chopsticks. If you're in your 20s, you should know how to use chopsticks Absolutely. by now. Like, come on. It's not that I not agree. That I would also like my own for my utensil drawer. I want, like, the metal ones. You don't ones. have any? No, I, I don't. Oh, my God. I don't think I eat a lot of chopstick stuff at home unless it's takeout. We have metal ones. We have wooden ones. We have these, like, kind of ebony ones. Ooh, that I really love that. Cool. Yeah, my what about one. paper straws? Roast or toast? Oh. Roast. Roast. Yeah. Ugh. Everybody in society is over that. They got to fix it. Awful. Um, talking to your Uber driver in the car, roast or toast? It depends on the mood I'm in. Okay. So. You got to ask him something else other than, where are you from? Or how often do you do this? Oh, that's my go-to is I always get in and I'm like, how's your day going? Has it been busy? Has it been busy? I love that one. That was two HGTV things I meant to mention to you is when I've never watched one where they don't go, this doesn't even look like the same house. I'm oh like, no God. shit. It's not supposed to. That's the literal goal. That's the whole point. <laughs> or when somebody walk in somewhere and go, well, the pink color. Like yeah. as if that's not the easiest change in the world. Oh, that's my mother. Ugh. When she was house hunting, she'd be like, oh, there's furniture in here. Like, mom? We got to move that. It's staged, honey. Um, business cards, roast or toast? Oh, roast. <laughs> All right, I'm just using that for some ammo. We just ordered some today for the first time in, like, probably, like, it had an old phone number in mind. We haven't had business cards in, like, two to three years. I don't have one. You don't have one. What no, do you say? I use the dot. What's that? That little card that you tap it with your phone and it gives you all my information. See, why can't we have that? Have you That's, not seen those? I've se- I saw a commercial for something like that recently. Oh, I'll have to show you off, off camera. They're really cool. I would, I would rather that. We give people stickers just because we're in that kind of like oh, social yeah. viral. I used to have one on my phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Have yeah. A, you did have a button used to sticker on your phone. That's right. Um, last but not least, um, leaving reviews, products, restaurants, et cetera, roast or toast. Oh, toast. Do you do it though? Oh, yeah. Okay, you do. Good yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big, no big one reviewer. Is, no one is safe from... From my criticism. Oh, so you'll get them. Oh, yeah. That's a full circle moment. Your critique, you're going to tell it like it is. Thank you so much for hanging out on the of podcast course. with me. Thank I really appreciate it. Follow Kennedy. I'll see you on Thursday. Yeah. And you got big things in store. It's really incredible what you've built. And I Thank think you. this was just a fun conversation. Uh, I feel like I know you better. Yeah, me And too. I feel like I might have a couple glasses of wine and email uh, s- some reality shows tonight for As you. As you should. As I should. Everybody go out and do that. Let's get this girl yes. on TV. Awesome. Man, Thank you guys so much. I'll see you next Tuesday.